How do you deal with loss, with uh, humiliation? Uh, there are many different ways to cope with the different aspects of, of, of losing in a humiliating way. And today, uh, I want to talk about uh, the different aspects of losing. But before, before I talk about the, the real losers, I, I want to talk about a, a game that happened uh, last Saturday. Um, a lot of things have been said about what went wrong, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be uh, remedied, what needs to be remediated. But the truth is, there's always these existential elements of the story that, uh, that we fail to discuss or talk about. But because to do so is to venture into dangerous non-journalistic territory. But I would say that most of the time it's, it's within conspiracy that you can find most of the answers. And not because the conspiracies are true, but because it's those things approximating conspiracy that reveal the most about something. Like I said before, before I talk about um, the the four to nothing drubbing of uh, the United States national team last night, you know, as as we say in, in Latin America, uh, les pegaron una bailada. They danced around them, but. I don't want to really talk about that. I want to talk about the Mexican national team um, took a beating from the Chilean team. And a lot of fingers were pointed at different people. The, the number one uh, culpability fell almost, I would say, 90, well, maybe less, 80% on the players and uh, 20% maybe on the coach. Depends on who you talk to. I've had this theory, and the professor has heard me uh, voice this theory before, and this theory is connected to, again, uh, a, um, what could possibly be called conspiracy, but maybe maybe we could uh, call it science. Maybe we could call it genealogy. Maybe we could call it uh, DNA. So the Mesoamericans, specifically the Aztec people, played a game, uh, well, let me back up. Whenever there was a new city-state constructed, a new uh, area for people to live in, let's just call it a new community, the first thing they built was a temple. And the second thing they built was a ball court. The ball court was uh, adjacent to the temple. There's different theories as to why the ball court was shaped in the, or designed in the way it was. And um, one of the possible theories. So picture a ball court. It was made out of, uh, out of stone. It was, it was, uh, it was hard, uh, hard terrain, hard surface. And on opposite ends of it. So if you could picture more or less a basketball court, donut-shaped type of uh, uh, construct or uh, uh, device attached to one of the one of the walls, the stone walls, on one end, and then on the opposite end there was a, one, a similar one. So, so the two teams would go back and forth, trying to kick, kick, use their hips, use sometimes I think use their hands, use sticks, to basically get it through that little hoop, little small hole. It was very difficult to get it through that little hole, um, and and because of this, the games lasted a very very long time. Um, and but there's something peculiar about the design. The design was uh, uh, it had a a, a kind of causeway, a little thoroughfare for what was apparently a, a place that uh, basically blood was supposedly drained through this little canal that passed through the middle of this court. Blood from the runoff from the temple, the sacrifices, and typically the games were held in conjunction with sacrifices, and the sacrifices were typically uh, due to the cause of appeasing the gods and 
essentially uh, asking for uh, the sun to come up every day. And these sacrifices, I don't think were conducted on a daily basis, but they were conducted at, at different times of the of the cycles of the of the year. Uh, but this, these were these uh, forms of appeasing the gods, so that the sun would come up. Um, and and the tournaments, the games were held uh, in conjunction with the sacrifices. So there's an element of the blood running through the field that these players are playing on. And and there's different theories about the gameplay, the rules, and there's you know the, to to note the importance of the game to the Aztecs, to the Mesoamerican people. Again, like I said, they they were the after the after the temple was the court, the sporting court. But the different theories, one of the theories is that the winners, the losers, would get sacrificed. The losing coach would get sacrificed, given as an offering to the gods. But this kind of goes counter to the whole nature and idea of sacrifice within uh, Mesoamerican culture, specifically the Aztecs, because it was considered an honor to be sacrificed. So, it's another theory posture put forth that it was actually the winning team that was sacrificed. Which led me to think, and this, this, this is led me to venture down this path. And this path is are we as Mexicanos, the descendants of Mesoamericans, that uh, didn't want to win? Were we excelling at not putting the ball through the goal, through the hoop? Because to do so would be to lose and to lose and to, I mean, to win and to win would mean to get sacrificed. Think about it. We come from a, what is generally considered a smart alecky, wisecracking, witty, sharp, uh, no take, no bullshit uh, culture. So it seems that we are descendants of those people. It would only seem appropriate that those were the same people that said, fuck this, I don't want to win. Let's just pretend like we care. And at the last minute, let's lose on purpose because to win would mean that we are going to get sacrificed. So there it is, embedded in the DNA in the mindset of one of the ancestors of the Mestizo people who ultimately, ultimately became the players who represent the Mexican national team. Not an idea of defeatism, but actually of triumph, of to win is to lose. To lose is to win. And that's uh, what I want to talk about, what the professor and I want to talk about today here on uh, Grandstand Podcast. Cuando sueñas mexicano Hacerte rico en loterías con un millón Mejor trabaja y levántate temprano Con sueños verdes solo pierdes el camión ¿A qué le tiras cuando sueñas mexicano? So, Professor, tell me about Saturday. Did it really happen? Uh, by, by really, what do you mean? What we saw on the television, did that really occur? Or was it some uh, some some ulterior thing, some uh, kind of like the lunar landing? It didn't really happen. Something else was at play here. Did that really happen? Yeah, I think. Well, and actually, before I I want to say to your um, the connection you just made, um, you know, to that point, you know, if if the Mexican team won, um, say this tournament. Um, let's say even the the World Cup. Um, I I strongly suspect half the players would end up dead the next morning from parting their heads off so hard. Um, I think that is part. Of, if if anything, that is part of the the issue that I suspect maybe uh, happened on Saturday. Um, that those boys like to have fun, and and the more they win seems like the more fun they like to have and so the more they win the more they lose 
So again, we're talking about self-preservation here. Yeah. Um, but as to but whether that happened, it was uh, while watching the game, or actually not while uh, after the game. Uh, did have you ever seen the video, the the YouTube viral video of the little kid who came back from the dentist and was really high? <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> Is this real life? Yeah, exactly. And so um, little Mo, uh, our cousin, he, he sent uh, a text with that picture of the little boy saying, Is this real life? And then that's when it dawned on me. I don't think this is real life. Um, I don't think this game really happened, what we watched. Um, which then raises the question, who you know, what forces have it within their ability, within their power to orchestrate such a, uh, such an illusion, uh, an illusion at such a large scale? You know, so naturally, I first think to the U.S. military. Yes, um, naturally. Uh, you know, usually one of the pioneers at the forefront of, of you know, modern technology. Um, and so I, I, you know, if if you looked at my apartment right now, it's it's full of like I have newspapers, clippings plastered all throughout the entire all of the walls, arrows, pictures of of certain you know the major players that that would be involved in this. I dug into the WikiLeaks and the Panama Papers um, to just get to the bottom of what really happened on Saturday because it, mm-hmm. there's no way that that happened, like really. Um, and I think at the root of this is the puto chant. And I think the higher-ups at FIFA are, you know, they they, they have quite the dilemma at their hands is, is, or they're getting pressure from one end that they need to sanction this entire group of fans to stop saying, uh, stop, essentially stop behaving a certain way. People who, and and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that um, they have the right to do whatever they want because they pay for a ticket, but, you know, these are, these are people who, who pay a lot of money um and then to tell them that what they can or cannot do uh, they they might take it you know they, obviously they, they've they've been pushing back um so maybe what what possibly happened is fifa figured if mexico the team takes a severe severe beating that will humble the fans and that will be our that's the only way that we could uh, put them in a vulnerable place where we can really tell them to stop, because so far nothing that that they've attempted, uh, that the federation has attempted, or th- or th- potential threats from FIFA have have stopped them. Um, and one way to do it is just to you know the the classic route of well if if we want Mexico to take a beating we can you know bribe the refs um, and just make sure it happens. But I think they they decided to experiment with something that they've been tinkering with. Um, I think FIFA called some some people at the Pentagon, um, and which I didn't know until just recently. The Pentagon is really who's behind EA Sports, and mm. EA Sports has been working on creating simulated games. Mm. Um, where I mean, have have you played the latest FIFA games? I mean, it pretty much looks like you're watching a real life game. Yeah, I don't want to know because uh, I never was able to make the transition from uh, using my thumbs. I still use my uh, index finger and my uh, middle finger when I play. So I, I'm that's way beyond me. Um, it, it does. Is it just too real? Is it just is, is it just bordering on 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 uh, singularity? Is that what we're talking about here? Well, I mean, it's 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 simply that EA Sports now has the ability to broadcast uh, to sim- create a game, simulate a game. And, bro- and broadcast it on television to where the, see where the viewers going. think they're watching a real game. Absolutely. Um, and so, I, I think you know, Fem- FIFA goes to Fem- the Mexican Federation first, and they say, "Can you please tell them to stop saying this word?" Um, the Federation says, "We tried, but we can't." FIFA says, "We're going to have to sanction you. We're not going to. Uh, you're going to have to play in an em- empty stadium." Uh, Femix comes back to FIFA and says, well, we have all these text messages and we have all these Snapchats from, from you uh, where we have clearly arranged many games where we, you have been complicit in bribing referees to, to make games go in our favor. Do you really want that leaked? So from there they, they, took, they decided, okay, well, so the Mexican Federation's playing hardball. 
that's when they went to the Pentagon EA Sports and decided, well, let's simulate this game. Um, from what I hear from people who actually went to the game, Mexico won 3 nothing. Which seems, actually, that seems more accurate considering how well the boys were playing. Yeah. Um, instead, they broadcasted this, uh, this fake game that we all watched um, in hopes that that would, that would tame the fan base a bit. And, and let me just say, um, we don't know what uh, FIFA has unleashed here, uh, as what forces they have uh, unleashed on, on society, especially uh, along the border region. I don't know uh, your experience has been, but, you know, my burritos are flaccid, my friend. <laughs> they look like shit. Uh, they taste like shit. The salsa is watery. Uh, I can feel it. It's it's visceral. It's palpable. You know, I, I can. I, it's it's. I know that something unsettling has taken over the the Mexican population here on the border because they just they they they're just lacking and they lost the roof and and I don't know if FIFA knows what game they're playing here right now. This is a dangerous game to, if you think about it. You know, uh, especially when you put it within the context of uh, uh, not just burritos, but uh, gardens and the possible whole entire infrastructure of this nation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's um, which they act they experimented with this already. Uh, that wasn't the first game they did this with. Apparently, they did this in the the earlier games, the earlier stages in the tournament. Um, apparently the U.S. games that they won, those were simulated as well. It wasn't the, the only real game we've seen has been the, the Argentina U.S. game. Oh boy. And that, I mean, they look silly. I mean, 70% control at one time by the Argentine and Argentina national team. Uh, they had the ball only 30, the U.S. had the ball 30% of the time. Messi went pretty easy on them, I would say. Don't you think there was a few times where he was kind of pulling back, realizing like, you know the world. Uh, FIFA's done enough uh, to deceive the people. Don't you? Don't you get that sense when you were watching the game? Didn't you get that sense? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I mean, I couldn't tell if it was that or it was, it was just his his old age. <laughs> you know the the U.S. They're they're getting an old messy. By by the way, w wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. No, I mean that's um. Uh, I mean it, yeah, it's 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 not messy in his prime. Far, no, no, far, no, no, far from it. I'd be Way I'd be scared to see what that would look like. Right, it's nine nothing, ten nothing. Jeez, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, they say uh, truth is stranger than fiction, and and this would actually be this would be one of those cases where where that 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 applies, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, professor, um, so we know there's there is huge conspiracy around the whole thing, and 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 I mean, we we can go on forever discussing and. I think what you mentioned in the beginning that uh, these boys like to party and uh, there's a there's a great song by a uh, Mexican band called <laughs> El Tri. Um, they sing about the reality or the the chaos that would ensue if Mexico ever won the World Cup and essentially uh, Mexico would would uh, would uh, would 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 fall into martial law, which I think is very possible, and and I feel like maybe there are other forces besides FIFA at play. With when these boys get it together, like they had been showing, I mean, twenty two straight victories, right? Is that what we were looking at? Twenty two straight games without a loss. Without a loss, yeah, yeah. That uh, can ignite the fires of of uh, of passion, and and you know, God, I mean could increase the GDP, it could uh, uh, add value to the Mexican peso, and that would, uh, that would mean uh, more expensive margaritas for uh, Americans going south. I mean, the global impl implications of Mexico winning Copa America and, and then now looking at World Cup in a couple of years uh, as favorites would, uh, would really wreak havoc on the, the uh, world economy. So, yes, I, I don't want to let that point go by without... Uh, making an extra emphasis on that uh, unless you want anything unless you have to add anything i have a couple questions for you professor no 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 very, very true um i feel uh i initially i thought trump was involved in this somehow but then i've i found out he's broke so um uh so couldn't have been he could have had nothing to do with this i i have a a delicate question to ask you would you rather see usa win copa america or donald trump be elected to office <laughs> 
You don't have to answer if you don't. I'd have. To, I'll have to think about that one for a while. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, a lot of people are calling for uh, Osorio. Juan Carlos Osorio is head of the Mexican national team's coach because he, you know, there was this whole thing with the musical chairs that he was playing by switching players and switching goalies, and you know, he he, like I said to you, Professor, um, it, it was like me playing uh, FIFA, EA FIFA. Uh, uh, Getting really, getting really cutesy with uh, my lineups, and then I, I end up losing to Germany. Um, but um, is he to blame, or did the players just fucking give up? What well, I don't think it's an either or. Um, uh, I, I think the one, one thing that I agree with him is when he, afterwards when he said everything went wrong. Um, so I think the players, clearly, the players are to blame. Um, but yeah, to exactly what you just said, um, I was, and, and I guess I, I was okay with it because, because we'd been winning, but I'd been quite, I remember I, we, we talked about before, uh, after the, the Venezuela game mm-hmm. and I was saying, you know, what's up with this? Like, what's up with the lineup that he put out? Um, why is he doing like, why is he, is he, does he keep? changing something that isn't broken um but there was no lot no, no losses had come from that and and i guess the reason for it is in in many ways because we've been playing scrubs right uh for a while kind of like the usa had been doing yeah yeah of course yeah i mean they didn't play a serious team till they played argentina uh-huh. right which uh-huh. yeah um and so i i so yes i think that is a major issue is that? But this has been a problem uh, before Osorio. I mean, this is a this this problem has been going on for for quite a while of not being able to play a consistent a consistent squad that that can just get to know each other, understand each other, and 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 develop a chemistry. Um, uh, is it because there's a lack in the talent pool? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case. Are the Mexican people as fans in denial, or is the Mexican Federation in denial? Mm. That's a great question. Um, I think the Mexican fans, and, and I and I include myself uh, part of this, um, can be very gullible to what the machine sells us about the team. Um, I say it over and over. I tell you all the time. Chicharito is an overrated. He's overrated, I think. I wouldn't disagree with that. However, I still love him, <laughs> and, I still, and I'm and I'm still with you on that. Right, and so, um, and so in many you know, it, um, so is it the fans or is or 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 is it the organization? Um. I mean, maybe, maybe what 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 we're I'll say what I'm guilty of is um, is being being very gullible and just accepting what what the organization uh, gives to me. Is it too narrow-minded, Professor, to to always uh, all the all of the the sanctioned or the authoritative voices? on uh, what went wrong on Saturday. And this is again, this is we're talking about the EA Sports version of this, right? Cuz we don't we don't really know what really happened, right? For the um, sake of discussion. Yes. Um it, it always seems to be those guys suck, they have no heart, they're not as good as as we all as everyone thinks they are. You guys need to open your eyes and see that they're just a mid-level team. You know, punching uh, way outside their weight class, right? Yeah. Um, I don't always agree with that because I think that team shows moments of brilliance where they can take on any team in the world. Um, I think it's deeper than just saying, you know, who the fuck knows? Maybe they just had a shitty day. It's like teams get beat, you know, uh, teams give up, teams quit. What, I don't see that as an issue. I don't see that as a problem. I see it as a problem because I happen to have suffered with them the most humiliating loss ever. Um, but at the same time, 
hey, that's just part of being Mexican. Sometimes you just kind of piss it all away, and uh, that's one of the beauties of uh, being from uh, the descendants of smart Alec, wise Mesoamericans that knew better than to fucking score a goal and fucking potentially die in the process of winning. <laughs> I mean, right, I, I think if there is any, um, if, if there is a great example of a, a smart aleck, um, don't give a fuck culture, um, it, it was the fact that they started chanting puto at their own goalie after, by, after like right. goal four. Right. And with a smile on their face. Right. Um, what do they say in Mexico? They say, los mexicanos se cuecen aparte, meaning loosely translated to, uh, when you cook Mexicans, you have to cook them in a different pot because otherwise they'll like, they won't taste the same or they'll fuck up whatever the fuck you're cooking in the other pot. It's like, you got to cook them in a separate pot because they're very specific and unique, but I'm, I'm sure every culture thinks that of themselves. Um, well, well, I just, I want to hear from you on, on, on that point. So you, you don't think, um, because, and, and, you know, and it's not just the, it's not just the Mexican fan base. I think on a, on a global scale, um, people see the Mexican team as, as a talented, uh, uh, a talented group of players. They, they, they see, they see a federation that has so much talent and doesn't know what to do with it. Um, and that could be the case, but I don't know, man. I, it might, I mean, w- one thing that really struck me and this, w- and it didn't just happen on Saturday. It happened, uh, the game previous as well. The, 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 the prior game, um, against Venezuela, dude, on a, and I'm, and I'm not, I haven't been used to seeing this. It's been a while since I've seen this, um, man to man, player to player. I was seeing our talent look outclassed as far as now now against venezuela it looked like they were just being out hustled and and that's and i took it as that i think it it just looked like they they came into chill um and and the other team came in to win and that was what made the difference but then but then this this last game i mean they just had better players and, and and maybe and, 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 and tactic played a big part in it. Um the, the players that Osorio put out was weird. Right. But I just trusted it. I went, well, I guess, you know, he takes notes in his notepad and he knows what he's doing. <laughs> um but um uh, but that was kind of strange. And and just being straight you know, looking at it objectively, it looked like they just had better skilled players, like 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 guys who just know how to dribble a ball and and how to pass a ball better than than our players, and they're bigger and faster. Yeah, well, with all yes, give credit to the Chileans. They're 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 a good soccer team. You know, they have a lot of studs on their team. So, uh, I, is the defeatist attitude really a condition of uh, of of the of the Mexican people being, uh, or the the Indios uh, being fucked over by the Spaniards, and now we've become this servile culture that doesn't believe that we can win championships. I don't accept that. I don't buy into that because I think that's bullshit. But at the same time, if it's an embedded part of your DNA, it's kind of like, why do you walk the same way your father walks? You know, <laughs> it's like, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I mean, I'm just saying there's elements of, you know, why why do you like the same things your mother likes? You know, there there are these there's these elements of our of our of our of our genetics that we can't fight and we can't resist. And I, I don't necessarily think it's the servile nature of the Mexican people that leads to this defeatist attitude. I felt it's probably maybe true that the Chileans, man for man, uh, out have better talent than the Mexicans just for this particular period or moment in time. Right. But more so than that, I saw a team with fear in their eyes and like they did not know what to do and they seemed lost. And that's why I refuse to accept that this was real because I don't see fear as part of the Mexican condition. I see 
complacency as part of the Mexican condition, you know? And maybe it was this feeling of, you know, we'll just beat uh, Chile and then all we got to do is beat James Rodriguez. He cries about everything anyways. So uh, we'll just, we'll just, we'll, we'll be world champs and we'll play Argentina and maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll beat them. Maybe we'll just get second place and we can just say, what the hell? We made it to the final. I, I saw a team that was complacent, that didn't have hunger, that wasn't ready to, to deal with the fact that they were playing against a very, very talented Chilean team. So I don't, I don't really know. What does bother me is that the media immediately says these guys, these guys that you guys said were like the, 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 the golden generation of Mexican football, they're a bunch of fucking sissies and they are, they're a bunch of scrubs. And I don't know why you guys get all hyped up about it, blah, 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 blah. But yet, without the Mexican national team, there'd be no ESPN, ESPN Deportes. There'd be no Univision Deportes. There'd be no Fox Deportes. Because, quite frankly, what the fuck would people be tuning in for? You know what I'm saying? Um, I just don't like that the media... The moment that these guys get get fake beaten by EA Sports, and I can't believe they're the the way they pulled the wool over those guys' eyes, man. I don't understand how they did that. But <laughs> the first thing they do is they go after the players, and yes, the players have something to do with it. But I think it goes much deeper than that. And I was hoping, Professor, that maybe you brought something in your bag of uh, of of sociological critiques. Uh, what is at the core of not winning that damn big game. No, I mean that that's that's a question that goes beyond sociology, I think, uh cuz I mean that that is the burning question we've had for um since I can remember. Um um and and I do and 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 I and I will come back to this. I I do want want to clarify that um I I I agree I I don't have a um not, not that I think that that you were saying suggesting this. I don't have a defeatist attitude that that we don't have the talent to win. Um, I just think that as I think the Mexican team, their their ticket to success is working harder than the other team. Mm. I I think I, I think the reason why when we play against Argentina, we 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 fucking make we make them work for that win. Mm-hmm. Or or and that's when we play against Brazil. Yeah, we we can beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, give us put any team in the world in front of the green team, and and we I mean shit, dude, we beat the Netherlands in the World Cup technically. Right. Right. Um, so, but it's but it, it it that comes from the fire, like the, the the fire when when the players come out with the fire that they can win. You know they 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 play their hearts out. Despite the fact that on a talent level, I do think there is a bit of a deficiency. Um, but but I think what what gets in the to, to your question, what gets in the way of 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 winning some of these big games. I mean, one of my I had so many reactions after Saturday as far as like what what happened, and one of my first things was, well, you know what, good. This team needs needs their ego deflated a bit. Maybe that's what they need to to grow, uh, grow stronger. Um, and and I think part of the the issue, like you just said, you just mentioned, if if it weren't for 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 this team, a lot of major uh, corporate entities uh, would have just wouldn't have the wouldn't be be generating the same profit and revenue that is generated because of because of that that team um and and it's and it's because it is actually is it really because of the team or is it us is it this fan base um we we spend a lot of money um and everybody knows that and what what happens is you have these kids who they're kids dude a lot of them are they're youngsters man and they they are like what look at what happens to to Justin Bieber or to Britney Spears right when right. you when you take a young person and you put them on this cuz uh, and not just in Mexico in the, in in the United States as well these guys are like pop culture uh icons at least temporarily 
because we'll forget about them once they, you know, like, right, like, right. like, like, you know, uh, you know, Chicharito, like he, he's, 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 he's reached a, a status that, that he won't be forgotten. Right. Um, and, and so have some other players, but, you know, like a, a guy like, like Guardado, you know, like, you know, where, where, no, where no. we would rank him. No, Guardado wouldn't. Well, Guardado is is. I think this was his opportunity to cross over into 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 Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Rafa right. Marquez territory, and it's he it's he missed his boat. Right, but nevertheless, at the moment, right now, him, uh, uh, Diego Reyes, all those guys, they're pop stars. Um, and all you have to do is is just you know, and 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 I'm ashamed to to admit that that I've that I've done this before is like, look at like their, like just look at their social media and it's like, Oh man, it's a reminder. Like, Oh, that's right. These are 20 something year olds who are stars. Like they're more than just athletes. They, they are cultural, uh, pop figures. Um, and, and when you put them in that, in, in, in that position, um, you need somebody unless unless those kids have a really good head on their shoulders and there's a good chance a lot of them won't you need certain figures <laughs> to to rein it in and um and I guess this goes back to the question of the of of you know is Osorio the guy to do that um I'm not sure I did, uh, is uh, was Piojo the guy to do that um, no, he wasn't because as much as they loved him and he kind of served a, a father, he was, he kind of served that motivational role, which is good. And, and I think the players need that. Um, he's like the cool dad, you know, like right. who, who lacks discipline. Um, he, he was just as much of a mark for pop culture as the kids were like he, 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 he bought into his fame just as much as, as they are susceptible to doing. Um, and that was his problem. Um, Tuca. Oh, he was, yeah. Tuca could be the one to do it. To, to, to remind them, look, motherfuckers, you're, you're, you know, just, just cause you did a Home Depot commercial, um, you're still players first and foremost. Right. And God, you, you bring up so many things. And for anyone who's ever played a pickup game with a bunch of Mexican kids, um, when you start scoring goals on them, they they do pretty much what the Mexican national team did on Saturday. Uh, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. It's a joke, right? It's a fucking joke. Everything's a fucking joke. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, it's it's funny because um, I, I I that's I don't like playing pickup games with Mexicans sometimes because um because because it becomes a joke and I still want to play hard. Right. <laughs> So let's just jot that one down uh, as a point. And then the other thing that you mentioned, so does, does, would Mexico need two mothers or two fathers or a mother and a father to, to kind of create some homeostasis for the national team? Oh, my God, man. I didn't even think of that. Is that dude, could that be? <laughs> that, that's what the Mexican and the Italian national team need. They need two coaches. But do they need two fathers, two mothers, or a mother and a father? I mean, these are these are really deep questions to ask yeah. a, a, a Mexican incha. Um, uh, the you made me think about these kids going out there to play, <laughs> speaking on behalf of uh, entire nation on on the northern side and southern side of the Mexican border. Um, Juan Villoro said uh, these are los once de la tribu, the eleven guys that represent the tribe. You know and when you think about it in that context, it really has a way of, of it, it really deforms the idea of sport and spectacle. It, it turns it into religion, right? It it, it goes beyond just uh, a nice little soccer game and oh, we lost and you know, you know, what do we do now? I mean, I, I've, dude, I, I haven't shaved. I haven't taken off my pajamas. Um, I've skipped breakfast every single morning. I've just been drinking coffee and then going straight from coffee to flaccid burritos and tequila. I mean, it's been really depressing, my brother. I don't know how you're taking it, but um, I I feel like uh, G or uh, I feel like Peter betraying Jesus. 
uh, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I think I put my Mexican jerseys in the trash a couple times and then pulled them out and dusted them off a couple times. This has been really hard times as a Mexican fan. How crusty is the, the face paint right at this point? Mm. You know what? Frida thought I had a, uh, I got a black eye that I got punched in the face um, because it's like, what, what happened to your eye? I said, oh, it's from Saturday. She's like, you haven't washed your face on Saturday? I said, no. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think there's a silver lining here, and I think what you said is maybe this is what this team needs to bring them back down a little bit, you know, to remind them. I heard that Tuca Ferretti grabbed Andres Guardado I don't know if you saw this interview and that he said one of the things he really liked about interacting with Tuca Ferretti was that Tuca Ferretti said to him hey um, do you remember why you started playing this game in the first place you know do you remember why you play soccer to begin with so reignited the passions of, of, of footballing of playing soccer and it's easy for us in the grandstand to say, God damn it, just try harder. But it's it'd be like someone coming to your job every day and saying and watching you and cheering on every fucking great thing you do and destroying you for every stupid mistake you do over and over and over and over. And then them just saying, just do your job, man. You know? And it's uh it's it's difficult to see it in that light, but that's really what it is. It's just another job for these guys. And they're twenty one and twenty two, they're Fucking their frontal lobe hasn't developed fully developed. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. dude? No, I, I exactly. I mean, um, I, I, and and this is I, I know I know we we love to talk about our secret sources, uh, but these these sources are real. Um, you know, like I, I was talking to a girl who who her her job was to um, which which goes back to the fact that these I mean. We we can't forget that 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 these kids are sold they're they're soldiers, dude. For for larger, you know, for, for, as like I, I hate to sound like a like a you know young college kid, but they're they're you know for for the capitalist machine. Yeah, they are. Um, they they are. You know, like that's just this is just the reality, and and we feed into it. Um, but um, so the, the, her job was, she, you know, she was part of the, the major uh, uh, company that that brokers the deals between, you know, the, the Mexican Federation and, like, Home Depot and Degree and Bud Light and, you know, whoever, you know, all these major corporations that, that advertise through them. And, um, and, and, that, and so her job was to, to make sure that, that Giovanni and, and Chicharito and all these guys, like, would show up to, you know, public appearances on time and be, like, showered and, and you know, and like <laughs> be presentable, um, and I I swear, dude, I'm not even like the and and what's funny is the, the night that that she was telling me all this is we were watching a Canelo fight, of um, course, so, right? Well, another you know it all ties yeah. in, um, dude. You would think that that she was exp she was describing. Uh, you'd think I was talking to an elementary school teacher, and I had asked her like, "Oh, what's it like? Like, what's your job like?" You know, like, oh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, my, I, I, I'm not exaggerating. She, she was describing stories like um, having to getting phone calls at one in the morning at the hotel that they were staying at um, because the boys are being rowdy. And she'd have, she'd go up to their floor where they were staying and 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 she'd she'd like turn the corner to see like Giovanni in his underwear running through the halls like with a super soaker. Um, you know, like, you know, like chasing, like, uh, fucking, uh, uh, Fabian, you know, like, um, like that. And, you know, and it's, it's a reminder. It's a reminder of two things for me. One, it's like a reminder that like, oh my God, like I'm a fan of like these kids. Like, like I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, like I look up to these, these <laughs> kids who are like younger than me. <laughs> I look to them to explain the ethos of my... <laughs> Current uh, border existential angst. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And 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 that and just the fact that like that's right, man. Like, God bless these kids that they can do what they yeah. do, yeah, and handle the pressure that they handle, considering that they are in their twenties. Um. And 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 not to say we're we're talking as if it's only the Mexican team that you know th this is athletes worldwide. athletes worldwide. 
so what I think maybe what other um, uh, other countries have like uh, on an organi- uh, organizational level that maybe uh, Mexico lacks is is you know how to exactly what you said you know how to how to have mentors um, around them like a tuca who can remind them you know of 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 the potential that they have within them um you know i'm 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 being a typical classic mexican fan right now by going from just a few days ago or just a week ago i was i was on the osorio train i was like yeah you know what dude this dude you know he's he's doing he i saw a a a team that was very lacking defensively in discipline but offensively i liked what i saw and i thought you know what maybe this is it finally we have a a an offensive-minded uh, coach who, who, who's, who's. I, I saw a team that attacked first and foremost, and and, and that I like that. Uh, but now I'm back to going. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if this is the guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's. And and it goes and it goes back. It's not about tactic. It's about motivation. And can him and his whole? He brought his whole Colombian. He, the whole the whole coaching squad is all a bunch of Colombian guys. Right? Uh, do they have the ability to connect with the players? I don't. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. So there's this reporter named David Feilson, um, who I generally agree with half the shit he says, and then the other half I don't. Um, he he said that it was Piojo's fault for getting fired in the first place. You know, Piojo was the former U.S. or Mex. Wow, did I just say that? Um, can you con- edit he, that he, out? He considered it. Yeah, he did, which he would have never been let in his house again, ever again. No, dude, uh, he, he would not have. God, God, the train wreck, he would the train wreck that that would have been. Fucking Malinche ain't got shit on Piojo, bro. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Malinche is, she's the one that sold out Mexico uh, Indians to Cortez. That would be worse than selling your fucking people out to Cortez. I mean, going to like I said, would you rather have the USA win the World Cup or Copa America or Donald Trump as president? I mean, I I still can't answer that question for myself because both would be equally as depressing and as as daunting of a thing to face. On Monday morning, every Monday, um, but you know this guy named David Feilson, Feiltelson, as as uh, Don Mario calls him, he said it was Piojo's fault for getting fired, and he should have stayed there because he was the guy who was going to solve all the problems, um, and it, it all it all it all it all kind of revolves around this idea that there that it's the coach that is at the heart of the problem, but some people think. There's this man named Jose Ramon, who is a colleague of this guy. Um, these guys both work for ESPN, so they're free from the uh, the chains of a network called Televisa, who runs the Mexican national, uh, well, who runs the country of Mexico, and also happens to be the uh, the corporation that runs the Mexican national team. En Canelo. En Canelo. And the guy who runs uh, his, his last name is Ascarraga. He runs basically. He's one of the the the, the uh, oligarchs of Mexico, if not the monarch of Mexico. Uh, Jose Ramon, who left the network, who left Mexico because he basically couldn't keep his mouth shut, and good for him. I don't always agree with this old man, but he he at least had the courage and the gusto to go for it. But he said that we need that that dude needs to step aside and let Grupo Pachuca. Grupo Pachuca is. Is like the the yin to the Ascarraga Televisa Young, right? And these guys are—they've run a very successful soccer kingdom for a long ass time. And he's saying it's not just the coach, it's not just the players; it's a whole fucking systemic thing that needs to change. And I. I would want to agree right off the bat, but I, I, uh, there's a part of me that thinks that it's, it's really, really, it's deeper but much more simpler than that. Do you think that a new group running Mexican soccer would have an effect on a much on a better product on the field, Professor? Um, I don't know. That's because I, I really just don't know enough of the, the, the intricacies of of that to to be able to confidently 
uh, speak on that, but um, I would just suspect. I mean, I, I know uh, Grupo Pachuca has a a history of success, um, at least on the on a, well, shit on 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 multiple um, uh, platforms, uh, including uh, within soccer. But um, yeah, I don't. My, my I guess the, the the cynical part of me thinks, well, you know, who's to say that they just won't be just a another uh, just more more of the same um, after after a while. Um, but I but I don't know. I, I really I, I I I can't really speak on that. Yeah. See, I don't I don't really know what that would. How would that convert into success? I think what aren't, we're talking about. Go ahead. Just cool. Aren't they like connected with with Carlos Slim? Yes, they are. So I mean, that's yeah. I'm not sure if that's good or bad. <laughs> so which king do you want to root for now? Exactly. You know what I'm ex- exactly. And I mean, change is good. So I guess I, I maybe there's a part of me that I, I I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying I don't know what that the fuck would that would do to change things. We're talking about national teams here, and national teams are different than anything else in the world. And I'm I'm assuming fans who follow other sports of of national team competition feel this way, but international competition uh, is is tied and rooted in things that go beyond uh, rooting for the Cavaliers. How you feel about the Cavaliers or the or the uh, or the Warriors, right? Um, did you hear what LeBron James wore on the plane ride home? No. A Ultimate Warrior shirt that was oh, kind of awesome. c- cut off at like the waist or something, and a and a championship like wrestling belt. I love it. How beautiful is that? Um, however, which way you feel about LeBron James? I th- that's beautiful. That's that is poetic theater right there. Um, but it it to get somebody to understand this, I think we would. I mean, we could just do a, a an episode. We could do a whole entire podcast on this. Um, uh, uh, on what it means to root for a national team, and not just—I mean, we could go beyond beyond soccer, but um, it—it—it's—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's it's, it's it's neurosis. It's neurotic. It induces a neurosis because it speaks about certain qualities or characteristics of who we think we are as people, and I think that that's why. To a people like the Mexican people, and we're not the only ones that that you know. If Argentina had lost yesterday to whoever, I mean, they would have never lost to USA. But if they had lost to another team, there'd be two guys talking about what the fuck are we gonna do to fix the fact that we haven't won a title in in twenty thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the point is, we're not the only people that obsess over their Mexican or over their soccer uh, over their national soccer team. But to try to put in perspective what it means to root for a national team, especially for a USA audience, is very difficult. But perhaps we've discussed this uh, on uh, on Grandstand uh, once or not. But it's impossible as an uh, as an American to get a feel for what it means to lose a competition of uh, of 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 a uh, of nationalistic nature because America has never really had to defend its borders from anybody. They don't have, they have zero understanding of what it means to, I guess arguably Donald Trump thinks he needs to defend his borders, but we've really never had to fight a war besides the civil war on home territory against another international entity that is trying to take us over, uh, conquer us, or or whatever it is, impose some kind of values on us. Um, and this idea of what it means to live and die by your national team is probably lost on everyone because it would take an extra natural effort to comprehend and understand the depths of what uh, this internationalism means. Uh, to Americans because they've never really had to uh, defend that identity on that level and especially being such a big country. But for the Mexican people and for many other Latin countries, Latin American countries to the south, 
this is life and death stuff, and that's why uh, we we sit here and we had a whole entire episode dedicating to lamenting the fact that um, our national team was ridiculed by the people at FIFA via EA Sports. Um, how do we recover from that, Professor? What do we do now? Do we quit? Do we just say, you know what? I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this product anymore. It's it's defective. I don't want it. I mean, this is real stuff. When I when I speak jokingly about my flaccid burritos, I'm not talking. I, I, it's I'm I'm half joking, half being real. There's a feeling of there's a heaviness to to the to the Mexican people right now that cannot be shaken. Um, even if we even if we joke about it, remember we're the culture that laughs at death and has a, has a holiday dedicated specifically to it. Um, how do what do we do from here, Professor? Where do we go? Oh, I, I think it's it's um, I d- despite all of this, um, I am pretty sure. I mean, I guess I can only speak for myself, but I think that this applies to to um, to the entire fan base, and and which is a fan base, mind you, because I think you're you're speaking on this uh, mostly on on nationalistic terms. Um, and as we've discussed before, I, I think the, if if there's one thing that makes the 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 green team unique is that it I, it's the only team in the Americas um, that that transcends national identity. It's it's the only team that, in in my opinion, is a makes up a a, a cultural identity that spans beyond uh, that spans two countries, two nations. Um, and so with that, I think on both sides of of that border, um, I think. Everyone is 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 going to be just as excited um, to see this next game. I think we're all now eager to see hmm. how they bounce back from that. I don't think I I highly doubt that that people are in a stage of like you know what fuck them I'm not watching this anymore I'm not uh, you know I'll I'll tell you if if if. If if they came to if they came to play in New York a month from now two months from now um, tickets are going to sell right um, and I would go to that game um, because at the end of the day um, uh, at the end of the day you know and 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 that's something that's really cool about this team and about um, but again maybe it's really the stars of this show really at the end of the day is us <laughs> not to not to put ourselves over but. It's the fan base. Yes. Um, I mean, because, dude, I like I like the fact that, and, and we've said this before, I don't know what it's like to be a baseball fan in Boston. I don't know what it's like to be a baseball fan in New York. I don't know what it's like to be a, uh, a football fan in Philadelphia, an NFL football fan in Philadelphia, where, where the fans expect nothing, nothing short of, of winning. Um, that the only the only um my only the only team that I root for where 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 I have that um is the Mexican national team where and it's a funny it's an ironic it's 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 funny it's a team that's always been i think a little above mediocre mhm but yet we still have this expectation of them to be fucking excellent and and when they lose games, I mean, this last game was. But but even if they had lost one zero two zero, we'd still be having this conversation. We'd, exactly, exactly, and that's the, uh, we would, and, and not just us, but the, the 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 Mexican sports media, everybody would still be going. Should we fire this guy or what? Right. And I I love that. You're in Klinsman. I don't. I didn't read a single. We just. I. I <laughs> what the fuck, man? Jesus Christ. I. Anyways. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's, I'm always left speechless with like how easy that guy's job is. Uh. Shit. I could be the national team coach for the USA. I just tell him go out there and win, boys. Win one for the Gipper. Um. Dude, they they were about to. They wanted to hire Piojo after punching somebody. Right. 
just, uh, just like I said, uh, Donald Trump or USA winning a World Cup. Like, I'm sorry to 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 all the great uh, people of this nation, but I would I would hate to live in a world where the USA wins a World Cup because I I mean I would never we would I would never hear the end of it and my life would be ruined as we know it. Um, I don't speak for the professor because this this is a, a this is a this is a two person uh, 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 podcast here, so this 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 only reflects my opinions. Um, with that said, I thought you were about to say something really offensive. I was I was going to, but I'm not because um, this is all this now lives in the ether and like it's gonna come back to haunt me at some point when I'm when Donald Trump is putting me in a fucking concentration camp. Um, is that offensive enough? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> um, well, no. That the next thing I was gonna think to say would be really offensive. Um, <laughs> So I I agree. I think you're right. I think they're gonna come out. the The fans will come out, and uh, it'll it'll go back to kind of what it was, what it was, uh, how it was like before. Especially if we get two or three wins and we qualify easily to the World Cup. Um, I think more than anything, like you said, the 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 true spectacle of the Mexican national team is not the team on the field. Uh, the fans put in a much more consistently better performance than consistently better performance than the uh, team on the field because it's really the the show in the grandstand that uh, that keeps the whole thing alive. Um, something about being a fan, being in the grandstand, uh, only requires you to hope or requires you to dream, and it requires you to. Um, to hope, but it doesn't require you to um, believe, because to believe changes the way you work, right? Hmm. Um, the the guys on the field they have to believe. We just dream and hope, and those guys, in order to execute and to to make real those dreams and those hopes that we have they actually have to believe but to believe means you have to change everything about how you approach your dreams and your desires and your hopes um and that's a huge fucking heavy load to carry as a as a human being um to carry the hopes and dreams of a society and in the grandstand we get to have a good time and um regardless of whether we win two to nothing and we beat brazil or whether we lose seven nothing and we lose to chile on on the big stage um we're still going to crack jokes and we're still going to have entire hour-long podcast conversations dedicated to the fact that um we're still going to keep uh, tuning in. We're still going to keep uh, checking in to see uh, what happens. And um, if it works out, then we can say uh, it speaks to the glory of who we are as a culture. And if we lose, it speaks to how, um, God damn, it was EA Sports and FIFA who did us wrong. So, uh, Professor, unless uh, you have anything else to say, I'm going to check out with that. Very well said. Um, I just know that two, three wins from now, we will all be 100% convinced we could beat Argentina or any other team. <laughs> <laughs> There's this song uh, called, um, and I, I have to mention this because I think it's it's one of the most beautiful songs about the uh, Mexican culture. It's uh, a que le tiras cuando sueñas mexicano. So, what are you shooting for, Mexicano, when you start dreaming? And the song goes through different uh, different verses, and all the verses are about, hey, man, you, you've, you've got your little house. You've already paid for it. You've got a good little job. Uh, you, you know, d- stop playing the lottery. Stop. Uh, he's like, you know, we've already won a little cup here. You know, whatever. It's it's all it's all good. Like, like, stop dreaming, Mexicano. And uh, that song exists because I think 
anybody who's ever crossed paths with the culture of Mexicanos is that uh, nobody throws this madre better than Mexicanos. Arguably, I don't know who could say. I mean, I don't know who could who could like uh, challenge us for that. Uh, Bosnians. Uh, Bosnians, sure. Balkan people, fucking Russians. Yeah, I'm sure those motherfuckers get down. Uh, I'm sure Spaniards would have something to say about it. Cause I mean, whatever. They just they just keep their clubs open longer. Fuck it. We just <laughs> we just go to our grandma's house. I mean, that's no that's that's no that's no uh, fighting point or not. That's no 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 evidence to back up your point. But anyways. Um, it's the dreaming part that I think is the most beautiful part of the uh, Mexicano culture and um, it's like the thing that gets us in the most trouble and, and that's kind of what took us to the situation that we're in now and why I, I think now this has been cathartic I, I'm kind of I feel, I feel like I can go outside now uh, so thank you professor uh, this was wonderful I hope uh, uh, grandstanders uh, learn a little bit more about the um, the Mexican football condition. Acá le tiras cuando sueñas mexicano, hacerte rico en loterías y un millón. Mejor trabaja y levántate temprano. Con sueños verdes solo pierdes el camión. Acá le tiras cuando sueñas mexicano. Con sueños de opio no conviene ni soñar Sueñas con hadas y ya no debes nada Tu casa está pagada, ya no hay que trabajar Ya está salvada la copa en la Olimpiada Soñar no cuesta nada, qué ganas de soñar Pero ahora sí, mañana sí te lo hago Pero ahora sí, mañana sí que voy Pero ahora sí did you see the USA lost for nothing? Ugh, yes. That was fucking dominated, bro. That was horrible. That was, that was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? And their coach, nothing happened. I mean, their coach, coach went back, got a coffee and donuts this morning. <laughs> Can you, Osorio, I think, Osorio got, like, manhandled by, by Baños. And there's video of it on YouTube, like, with 50 million views. Yeah, he, talk about someone who probably still hasn't left their house. Are you kidding me? He went to Colombia. He's hiding in the jungle with Fart. <laughs> <laughs> and Klin, Klinsman's fucking at Pottery Barn picking new fucking sheets for his house. That's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in.